You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Monday, March 15th. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always, the most Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball work at places like Baseball FYI or Friars on Base, or my more non-baseball uh, related, more entertainment slanted stuff at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Film Cred, Inverse, and more. Of this here Lockdown Padres podcast, guys, you can check out and follow the Twitter account for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, and only only if you feel so inclined, hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my very old best to get back to you or maybe even get back to you right here on the show. And today's episode, guys, is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Be sure to do that. And for today's episode, a nice one, uh, recapping a bunch of the news that happened uh, this weekend with some spring training games, updating on Trent Grisham's uh, injury status, which was the last episode we did, and some things with Austin Nola, unfortunately, and then previewing uh, what we have coming up for the rest of the week for the podcast. I'm really excited to share some of that stuff, so stay tuned for the end, especially for updates on that gonna be really really fun uh, i'm gonna be hosting a locker room thing this week it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be a lot of fun but let's start out with the good news before we even get into the game recaps trent grisham it was announced that he suffered a grade one hamstring strain that was on friday that this was announced um didn't talk about it on friday's podcast because i had recorded my episode previously on that thursday night but now we are talking about it and thankfully it is only a slight hamstring strain and he's expected to uh only be out for about a week so if that's the case then he'll probably make a speedy recovery and still be available for opening day uh you know barring any kind of setbacks or anything like that and it's great and it made me think about just a story time with Javier Reyes I guess I remember I had not to compare myself to a professional athlete I'm gonna sneak this in here I guess maybe you guys won't notice I don't know I remember when I was in I think high school. It was it, it was the year before high school. I think it was. I was in a little league. It was something called Babe Ruth. That was a league that we were playing in, and I was at like one of the tryouts or something. Everyone made the team, I think, but I was at a tryout thing, like first practice, and I was rounding third base, and I just heard a pop, you know. And my friend to this day who knows me, he was there. I didn't know he was there either, and we ended up becoming really good friends in the future as we you know grew, knew each other in high school. And it just popped and shouts to the fact that nobody really knew me where I grew up, like the town I live in. I guess I just wasn't super involved in the community related stuff, I guess one could say. So I didn't know too many kids from there. And I knew kids in like, like places, towns far away because that's where I went to summer camp and whatnot. Anyway, I'm getting too deep in the tangent, but nobody really cared. And they were like, oh, you good? And I was like in serious pain, like barely able to walk. And they're like, oh, you're all right, man. So I'm just like, yeah, I think I popped something. I think that I messed up my hamstring that day, and I didn't go to the hospital or anything. Instead, I just went home, lied on the couch, and put some ice on it. 
I wonder if that's like one tenth of what Trent Grisham went through because it was definitely like around my waist area where the hamstring is. And my friend has been joking with me about for years that I like tore my hamstring because he's like, I never seen anything like it. You rounded third and looked like you were about to keel over. So that was what happened. So and then I was better the very next day. So I'm hoping that Grisham, like me, can make a speedy, speedy over Rhea. But enough about me, guys. Let's talk about some spring training action. Some more actual evidence instead of my dumb little league uh, type of things that happened. So on Friday, uh, the Padres lost to the Oakland Athletics by a score of 5-4. to four. Chris Paddock was the starting pitcher. He goes three innings, giving up one earned run on three hits. No walks, which is nice, and one strikeout. So far, pretty decent spring for Paddock. Hasn't been too scary. You know, I just... It seems like he's going to be extremely overqualified for that four or five spot. That's my feeling on Chris Paddock right now. One of the most overqualified uh, fourth starters in the league, I would say. And who knows? Maybe learning guys like Darvish and Blake Snell and, hey, maybe even Joe Musgrove. and Maybe having those guys in the clubhouse is going to add more. And giving Paddock, maybe he'll have his own Will Myers type of thing where some people believe, uh, people have DM'd me this, this has been a a popular theory on Padres Twitter and all that, where it's like maybe Will Myers had such a breakout knowing that he didn't have to be the guy anymore. He could be like the sixth most important offensive player on that team. He did not have the pressure on him. Maybe Chris Paddock will have time, not a lot of pressure to be able to iron out his kinks and just be that really great back of the rotation starter. Who knows? Might be this year's Zach Davies, basically. So really looking forward to seeing um, Chris Paddock play uh, this year, obviously. And then in terms of the offense, uh, Luis Campizano, which was really nice, and he's going to be important to talk about later. He hits a double. Uh, the El Nino man himself, he hits a home run, as well as C.J. Abrams. Let me tell you, we already know about Tatis, but C.J. Abrams is really, and I mean really, like balling out this spring so far. At least, you know, not necessarily in the bull batting average thing. He's been only batting 238, but just he's had a lot of moments with the speed, with the pop of the bat. Just really exciting moments, and everyone's very, very, very excited for him. I think that there's some sky-high potential here, and they're building him as a shortstop, I think, in the minors. That way he can transition potentially to a multiple, a multitude of positions, maybe like second base, when he's ready to come up, because I think short, they say, translates a little bit better uh, if you work them out there than any other position. You know what I mean? Like, if you practice that shortstop, you can move around the infield. So yeah, we're probably not going to see anything from him this year, but still really nice to at least it's it's fun to get hyped. You know what I mean? It's fun to get hyped. So shout out to C.J. Abrams. But, of course, the Padres lost this game to the A's. And the A's, in my opinion, one of the more depressing great teams in baseball in the sense that they've got Chapman. they got Matt Olson. They just brought in our boy. They signed him to a contract, uh, Trevor Rosenthal. Um, and they've got interesting starting pitchers with Sean Manaya, Frankie Montez, Jesus Lazardo. Like, they've got – this is a good team that is probably still the favorite to win that um, AL West division. But it's really sad to see them lose someone like Marcus Simeon, uh, basically because they're cheap, offering him a contract that's for one year, but will pay you the, the twelve million over the course of ten years. Like, like what are you doing, Oakland A's? And I've said this time and time again, but I'll conclude my talk by this: love the A's. I mean, there is a lot of love for the Oakland A's out there. They've got a great fan base. I think a really great history too. Have had some great players back in the day, especially guys like Ricky Anderson. But it's really sad that. While I do think that it is a little bit disturbing that there are teams like the Pirates whose entire salary is lower than the salary of Trevor Bauer this year, you know what I mean, all of their players combined, I think it's more discouraging that teams that are 
genuine contenders that they're not spending money. I think that's the biggest issue here is that if anything, the Oakland athletics should be heading into free agency being like, we're signing George Springer and we're signing Liam Hendricks and Trevor Rosenthal. Like they usually, when you finish as one of the league's best teams, which they were last year, let this is a fact. Um, usually you go out and spend Oakland A's are not doing that. And that's why it's so concerning about them. And that's why they're one of the most depressing good teams in baseball. I mean, the Rockies are just a bad, depressing team, but the Oakland A's could be so much better if their owner would just stop being kind of a cheapskate, and it's really sad to see. Um, but that's it for the beginning part. That's it for Friday's game. Before we get into the rest of stuff, I want to talk to you guys quickly about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, Selection Sunday just happened. You know, that's exciting. The NHL, they're all in full swing with baseball right on its heels and right coming up right around the corner. Uh, BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Check that out. That's really awesome. And remember to use the promo code Locked On when doing so. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys and gals, one last old thing that I got to tell you, and it's really exciting. Let me tell you. I hype up a lot of podcasts on this network, and honestly, I am never more excited to do so. Uh, Betting on the Padres, betting on baseball, it can be ridiculous, but it doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. That podcast is awesome, guys. It's really, really good. I really recommend you guys check it out. Um, all sorts of podcasts on the network. I, I have no shame in promoting them. Really good stuff from those guys. But enough of the corporate shilling by your boy here. Oh, my gosh. Talk about the Padres, why don't you? Well, let's do it. Let's talk about the other two games that happened this weekend for the Padres. On Saturday, they lost to the Arizona Diamondbacks by a final score of 6-3. to One of the biggest things about this game was Adrian Morajon, who was awesome, and he went three innings, giving up one earned run on four hits, walking zero and striking out five, which was excelente, of course. But I will say, you know, I will say about Adrian Morajon, it's interesting because this guy was probably going to be looked at as a potential starter this year, like I've said a dozen times, if not for Snell, Darvish, and Musgrove joining the rotation. So he's one of those guys that if he can step up, man, if he can step up and be great, he by himself could really help alleviate the pain of losing Castillo, losing Javi Guerrero, losing Matt Strom for the beginning of this season and, and beyond in the case of Castillo. So hopefully he can be awesome in the bullpen. I think he will be. I think he's got good strikeout stuff. And he's secretly young. That's the other thing I like about Morehon. Very secretly, only like 22 years old. That's what I like about him. Um, arguably the most, a sneaky young um, player. Uh, but the Padres, like I said, did lose here. Not too much in the way of offense. We got a double from Manny Machado, which was nice, and an RBI from him. Jorge Mateo finally kind of did something, getting a double of his own. Um, and the why, reason why I say that is because we talked about it on Friday's pod where I was wondering, you know, Mateo is kind of potentially the backup center fielder, which... You know, leaves a lot to be desired. We're not necessarily super hyped about him. He only batted like 198 last year. Was not very good, but thankfully Grisham's healthy. But uh, it's nice to see him get going at least a little bit. 
Um, and then probably the other important thing that was announced on Saturday, or at least was talked about, uh, Jay Singler said that Mark Melanson is among the candidates to close for the Padres this season. Uh, Jay Singler has not yet settled on how the back end of the bullpen will shape up. This is reported by Bill Center of Friar Wire. Uh, look, I think it's interesting. I think that... The only three thing that this is really affecting, I think, from the Padres' perspective, yes, I want to see who closes, but I think bottom line is bringing in Melanson was more of a let's bring in a veteran and Keone Kella, like we've talked about before, where it was kind of like, all right, we decided we're taking these two guys over Rosenthal. You know what I mean? We're going to we're gonna try and split it. We're going to moneyball it, right? I don't really care who closes for the Padres. I think that the only thing, the only way this kind of stuff matters is if like you're in a fantasy league and at the, at the time of this recording actually I just finished my locked on uh fantasy draft with the rest of the people at locked on it's a 16 team league and it was deep as heck if you guys are curious uh in terms of Padres I have Austin Nola who we're going to be talking about later Trent Grisham Will Myers and Jerickson Profire I was able to get on the team so yeah no Tatis none of the stars of the team necessarily but I did get Grisham which was very exciting um as well as Will Mai the baseball guy which was very fun um but enough of that I think that that's basically the only thing that I'm. I think we can gain from this. I don't think there's too much else that this really affects. I think that bottom line is they're all pretty very good relievers. I still thought that Pomeranz was going to be the closer, but it depends how Jace Tingler does it. It might be a it might be a committee thing, and he might lean more towards because this is what managers to do a lot of times. It might lead towards more experience, and Mark Melanson's probably a little bit more experienced than uh, Drew Pomeranz in terms of closing games. So I'm fine with that, and I think that there's nothing to really worry about on that end. And just to talk about the Diamondbacks really quickly, the more I think about it, the more I think the Diamondbacks aren't going to be great, but I kind of like where that that team didn't do too much this offseason. I think that they know that they kind of swung and miss on the Madison Bumgarner signing, which I actually was, I thought that they, they overpaid for him to a degree, but I didn't think he was going to be that, that bad. I think that this has already kind of been a disaster for them. But And Cattell Marte took a couple steps back, and they traded Starling Marte. So that team's going to be interesting. I don't think it's going to be very good, but I don't think they're going to be deplorable basement dwellers like, say, Colorado is probably going to be, like Pittsburgh, like Detroit, teams like that. But either way, there's nothing really to report on the Diamondbacks other than, man, shout out Miller Thomas. Uh, he is as optimistic a person on the Locked On Network, but even he's like, yeah, D-backs, they, they really fell backwards next last year. Uh, not a lot of breakouts, and that's really been one of the stories about the Diamondbacks. It feels like every time that team takes a couple steps forward and they get there years ago when they trade for J.D. Martinez and they get him in the second half, right? He has an unbelievable explosion of the second half. Then they kind of fall backwards. Like, they always seem to be right on the edge of about to compete but then they miss on a free agent signing they make some trade that doesn't work for them it always seems to go that way every time they get one thing right they take two steps backwards so shout out to the Diamondbacks man just a a team that everything doesn't seem to fall their way all the time and then on Sunday was a fun game indeed. Uh, out of all the weekend games that kind of happened, uh, the Padres beat the Cincinnati Reds by a score of 10-4. to uh, This pitcher for the Padres, of course, was Mr. Hugh Darvish. How you doing, baby? He goes three innings, giving up no runs, no hits, no walks, and striking out three. So far, Darvish has been having fun. He has, as I've talked about the Kevin Acey pitch uh, piece. I mean, he's been pitching all sorts of things. He has 11 pitches that he uses. He uses all sorts. Just a really fun guy. And I think that he's so much fun. He's, I think he might be the front, the headliner to probably start for opening day. Hasn't been confirmed. I know that the Dodgers, as of just um, 
just last night when you guys were listening to this last night confirmed Clayton Kershaw is the opening day starter which I think makes sense uh, I don't think the Padres have confirmed but I think it might be Darvish at this point and I can't wait man I cannot wait to see him uh, pitch um, in terms of bad sort of news Ryan Weathers who people are somewhat excited about he goes three innings giving up two runs on four hits walking one and striking out two don't like the walk there uh, but you know he's going to be one of those guys that is a little bit up and down and he's going to need to step up potentially for the team um depending on what shakes up with the bullpen um tim hill my boy the most ridiculous nerve-wracking pitcher in the padres bullpen in my opinion he always makes you nervous uh tim hill he goes one inning giving up no hits no walks no runs and getting striking out too so he looks like he's in form he's going to be a solid mid bullpen type of piece so that should be fun uh keone kella he goes one inning walking one and striking out one no hits no runs that's basically it and then the other exciting stuff was basically the padres offense had quite the day got another double from jorge mateo got a fun triple from victor caratini who is going to be the catcher for when you darvish has his starts and then homers from Igai rosario pedro florimon and Nick Taniulu, I don't know how to say that name. I'm sorry, I apologize for that. I'm not really, don't really know enough about these guys. Um, so definitely not the big name guys getting home runs, but it was still fun seeing. Honestly, I like it when the not big guys, uh, big name starters or guys you know making the team start balling out in spring training. It's good for that, you know what I mean? And especially since they're all kind of competing to get playing time and maybe move, maybe even move up in the minors. Who knows? They may be based on what people see. They might promote them or something like that i don't really know if that's how it works but bottom line a fun game for the padres and like i said the big story there is you darvish is just so 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 good and he's been on fire i mean he is he's one of those guys that's on a hot streak it's eventually going to end Uh, i don't think it'll end this season maybe it'll start slowing down next season but right now he's just found it he had that weird blip on his radar first year in chicago where he was just kind of a mess and didn't work things out and then ever since he kind of turned it up after the All-Star break, and then this past year, he's been, uh, back in 2020, he was phenomenal, so shout out to you, Darvish, cannot wait to see that guy pitch, and I think a lot of Padres fans are excited to see him, and all the population in San Diego is going to be super jazzed to see that guy pitch, and I think he's kind of a crowd pleaser in his own way, in his own unique way, I think he's a crowd pleaser. But that's enough of that, guys. Now I want to talk to you really quickly, guys, about the best-tasting protein bars on the market. I've been shouting about them from the from Mount Olympus itself for months now, for a year now. I've been talking about how great these things are, thanks to their amazing low calories, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. They are amazingly tasting protein bars with 100% chocolate and they're super soft and easy to chew of course I'm talking about the built bar guys and you know selection Sunday was yesterday but guess what there's another bracket that you should be paying attention to it is the built bar bracket it is time for built bar madness today's matchup guys is toffee almond versus mint brownie both of these flavors I like and both of them interestingly enough are the type of flavors that I don't particularly care for for flavors of thing in general not just protein bars but thing in life especially mint I am not a big mint, mint guy I know a lot of people love mint ice cream mint chocolate brownie ice cream or whatever that uh, kind of combination they call it but I'm not a big mint guy and I'm usually not a toffee almond type of person but I love both of these flavors and believe it or not I am really not, I cannot stress enough how much I don't like mint brownie type of stuff and mints in general. I'm going to pick mint brownie here. It tastes really good. It's a unique flavor when you compare it to the flavors of every other kind of chocolate bar in their collection. So I'm going mint brownie here, guys, and that'll, we'll see who it ends up facing. And I'm, I'm surprised by that. I look, 
if it was going up against my beloved Apple Almond Crisp, you know I'm going Apple Almond Crisp. I still think this bracket was rigged. Apple Almond Crisp was the Wichita State of this bracket. I'm telling you, I will take that with me to the grave. But guys, um, if you want to follow along with Built Bar Madness, go to BuiltBar.com or to at Built underscore Bar on Twitter. And most importantly, remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back every day, of course, to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar of them all. All right, guys, now we're back. Closing up the podcast, we have to talk about, unfortunately, save the kind of sad stuff for last. Unfortunately, sorry, guys, had to kind of uh, do that. But Austin Nola, our beloved Austin Nola, uh, Padres manager Jace Tingler said Sunday that Nola has been diagnosed with a fractured middle finger on his left hand. AJ Casaval of MLB.com reports he picked up the injury when he took a foul ball off his left glove hand Saturday. While the 31-year-old will likely be in line for a shorter absence than he would have, if the injury had been to his throwing hand, the fractured finger could still hamper him enough defensively to result in him being shut down. Lowell will receive treatment for the next couple of days before the Padres outline a timeline for his return to game action. His status for opening day would appear to be up in the air for the time being. And I agree. This is not as... I mean, I was saying on Friday that I thought that Grisham was one of the more irreplaceable guys on the Padres team when you take into account their depth chart and looking at the outfield and saying, you know, it's not like they have a lot of great defensive players there. He is the gold glove. He is the anchor and defensive stud to carry that outfield when it comes to defense. And I thought losing him could have been absolutely disastrous. Losing Austin Ola still hurts, though. I mean, he was expected to be a above-average type of decent offensive catcher. And his defensive stats, like his pitch framing, wasn't that bad when I start, started checking StatCast. I thought he was a lot worse defensively than I than I remember. I did not realize that he'd actually really adapted there. So this is really huge. Will he be available for opening day is going to be one of the questions now for the rest of spring training. If not, then guys like Jason Castro, guys like Victor Caratini, I I'm not feeling it. I haven't heard any reports on this, but guys, you know, will they call up Luis Campizano? I don't think so because from what I've heard, and we're going to talk about this even more this week and appropriately so this week, uh, Campizano isn't quite ready when it comes to his abilities as a catcher behind the plate. So I don't know if he's ready. I think Castro and Victor Caratina are probably the guys that we should look at right now. It depends. You know, Nola, I hope he's, I hope he's okay. We're going to follow the situation. I'll of course update, um, as time goes on, but it was very unlucky that it was off of his um, throwing hand, so we'll have to see uh, if we get any more updates as the rest of spring training goes along. And look, I mean, injuries happen. I get it. The Padres are not invincible. There's all sorts of teams. The Dodgers are not invincible to this as much as we want to beat them. They are not invincible to injuries either, but it's a little unfortunate so far. We had a scare with Grisham on Friday, and we had we have now have this uh, freak out with Austin Nola. Granted, it's not the biggest stars of the team, but it still matters stuff like this when you're talking about competing with the other best team in baseball, which is the Dodgers. That anything counts. The slightest of uh, the, the the one game could separate these two teams from who finishes first in the NL West. They're just both that stacked. And speaking of injuries, uh, let me just tell you, I saw Tatis running out some balls to first base. I saw him score from third base on a ground out the other day or a pop-up the other day uh, in the spring training game. And I was just like, you know what? 
Tatis, I do not want you playing anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to wait until the regular opening day. I've seen enough. He's a stud. I get it. He actually still has to play. But this is just who he is. And someone pointed out, you know, he's been doing this before he even made the team. And he's not stopping now just because he got his big contract and he knows he's a superstar. Like, you got to love him. But you have to remember that this is part of the Tatis experience. Um, so, so far, not the best injury luck for the Padres so far this spring. Um, going to keep you guys updated, of course. But uh, now, before we get into the future of this podcast, I got some plenty of things that I want to tease. Let me quickly talk to you about this wonderful Locked On Network. Yet again, we are counting down the days to opening day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Next Wednesday, March 24th, the Locked On MLB Podcast begins one of our biggest events of the year, the Locked On MLB Division Preview Series. All of our local experts in every MLB market, yours truly, uh, will answer the biggest questions around and surrounding each team. There is no better or easier way to get baseball smart before opening day. Subscribe today to Locked On MLB on the Radar.com app or wherever you get your podcast, guys. That's really fun. Going to hear previews from everywhere. Even even divisions that aren't the NL West. You'll be hearing all sorts of stuff. It's going to be great. It's a really great bite-sized kind of a, uh, you know, Roundup, really great roundup of all the stuff to look forward to for this season. It's really great, and all sorts of hosts here that are great on Locked On Network. Uh, now, before we officially wrap things up, just want to talk about the podcast for the rest of the week. Uh, for tomorrow's episode, I am probably going to be, yes, recapping the spring training action, but we'll be talking about that MLB.com, or not MLB.com, it was from Fangraphs, tweeted out from the MLB account, the top 10 pitching rotations according to Fangraphs. Give my takes on that because they ranked the Padres number one. I'm going to say whether or not I agree with that, whether I think the Dodgers should be one and talking about if I think any other uh, pitching staff should have been ranked above them uh, is what I'm going to be doing for tomorrow's podcast so that should be a lot of fun and on Wednesday is a big day. Not only is the episode going to be hopefully good, I'm hopefully going to be talking with Aram Layton of Locked On MLB Prospects and Locked On Marlins about, you know, I mentioned Luis Campizano earlier, going to ask him all sorts of prospect questions because that kid is a genius. Absolute genius, that kid. Seriously, absolute genius. So I'm going to ask him and pick his brain about all that stuff, what he thinks about uh, what these injuries might mean and what we should look forward to in the future. And then also on Wednesday, very important, I'm going to link in the description about this. Um, there should be hopefully a twit, uh, a twit, a tweet up on the main uh, Padres account, at LO underscore Padres, about this already. But I'm going to be on the Locker Room app on Wednesday doing a live Q&A mailbag special so you guys can send me your questions um before the fact and I'll start that out you know what I mean I'll start off the the live stream um, answering those questions and you can also hop on and chat with me just put in little comments and stuff and ask your questions live it's gonna be a lot of fun I haven't done a locker room before but I think it'll be really fun to just put myself out there I guess and I'm really excited to do it and then if you guys can't make that uh, by any chance you know you snooze you lose it's gonna be a lot more fun to be there in the moment because you can have your questions answered immediately whatever whatever by the way you can ask me about movies I don't care what you ask me about um you know, I'll also be putting out the recording of that session on Thursday for you guys, just in case for people who are unable to attend. But attend, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a St. Patrick's Day special, and this isn't the last time I'll be talking about it. I'm going to mention it on tomorrow's episode, too. I really hope people tune into this. It's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, we're just wherever, bottom line, wherever. Uh, and if you could do me a favor and send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app, I would greatly appreciate that. And also remember, download the Locker Room app on the App Store so you can attend for Wednesday's St. Patrick's Day special. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.